is passionate about cars with Steve Kennard, teaching drivers how to survive the world of modern motoring and imparting wisdom to the next generation of motor technicians. Hello, Steve. It's been a couple of months because uh, you've, you've been um, otherwise uh, occupied last couple of times to come to see. But we're standing by your big uh, RV, yeah. so you've been out in it. Yeah, we, we went out in it last weekend just to give it a bit of a trial run after its uh, refurb, let's say. Um, and it went just along to Chichester Way, uh, but it was a nice weekend. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say for a minute, it went to Chichester and then stopped. No, no, no. <laughs> No, we just went down to Chichester. I mean, because of the size of it, we, we towed a little KA behind, so we get there, park up on site, and then use the KA to run around in locally. So it doesn't fit in the boot like some of those big American ones? Mm, no, no, it hasn't quite got the, the garage, is, is what you're talking about. I mean, a lot of them have what they call a garage in the back of them, um, which basically sort of goes underneath a bed. The bed is raised up quite high, uh, and you've got this large space underneath that you can... Um, put a small vehicle in and how was it Steve how, how was it it wasn't the inaugural trip was it you've been out in a few times haven't you um, no it's, it's it the actually trip? the first first trip yeah because um, the the one we were going to go on towards the back end of last year um, last October um, that, that occurred um, well I had my little um, attack let's say oh, yeah, uh, yeah yeah your little the, challenge the week, yeah the weekend or the week that it um, uh, that we were due to go out in it right. but but no, we went out and it, the idea was, was just a long weekend, just to give it a run out and, and see if there was any um, gremlins, iron out the gremlins. Did that, you find any gremlins? Uh, the, one, the one real annoying thing was the old satellite didn't work properly. It couldn't find, mm. it couldn't find the actual satellite itself, um, So, uh, which was a little bit annoying, but it, it wasn't out of the way. I mean, the DVD player and that lot worked. Mm. Uh, the most annoying thing was when we got back after the weekend I switched it on to have a look to see what was wrong with it and it worked fine isn't that so, always the way yeah I guess there's a little gremlin in there somewhere which, which I'll have a look at and get to the bottom of but, but the bus itself run absolutely fine um, t- turned a few heads um, yeah they did and, uh, and it's, it gets a few um, looks where it is at the moment parked outside the workshop I was going to say it's the first time I've seen it actually out in the open because when mm. we saw it before it was sort of tucked into your garage at the side wasn't it yeah it's tucked in the corner but but it's now out in the open um, it's all been as I say all, all refurbed inside and uh, and it drives absolutely lovely you just have mm. to make sure you give yourself a little bit of room when you swing it because of the overhang on the back yeah the back wheels are they're way forward aren't they yeah well it's like like a lot of these vehicles they have what they call a separate bedroom on the back uh, and um, that is it, it gives you some sort of about a, a sort of seven foot overhang on the back yeah um, oh. perfect noise in the background no, that's at the okay moment. this perfect technology can still pick our voices up despite the road cleaning device coming oh. up anyway let's go on to the shop floor what's been happening because it's, it's now um, April it's nice and sunny it's still a bit chilly what sort of problems are you having at the moment Oh, well, where should we start? Loads of problems. Um, You're mentioning a lot of engine changes, actually replacing yeah, engines. Yeah, we, we've got a Hyundai, it's been here for a little while. Sorry, not Hyundai, it's the Kia. Um, waiting for an engine. The engine was due to arrive yesterday, we're still waiting. Um, we've got a BMW 5 Series there. Uh, engine's arrived for that, it's waiting to be fitted. Um, 
just finishing off putting an engine into an Aspas there the one with all that front end missing oh okay yeah um, so yeah that, that's how's the money tra- engine is it just coincidence uh, or is it the volcanic ash getting into the <laughs> ruining the engines no we have this volcanic ash at the moment from I the mean, Iceland as volcano as, as much as it would be nice to blame the uh, volcanic ash it's, it's not the volcanic ash <laughs> This, this is, it's like the motor trade. If, if you talk to a lot of garages, things tend to go in sort of circles. You know, you'll, you'll get a run of clutches and then you might not see one for a couple of weeks. Uh, you'll get a run of gearboxes and then you won't see one. Um, you'll get a run of engine changes, which is what we're going through at the moment. You know, you get a run of head gaskets. And it just, it's just strange. There's no rhyme nor reason to it, but it is, that's um, just the way in a motor trade. And, and that particular... A spas there we had to recover from um, Swindon um, it uh, I mean, for example with the spas what why did the engine need replaced it did it blow up or did it wear out or well that that one there it, it the oil light came on and like a lot of people uh, that when they're driving the light was on and it's I've just got to try and get home but it didn't get home mm. um, it uh, it gave up the ghost uh, up on the a34 um, and we had to send the truck out for it, um, pick it up, bring it back here. Uh, engine itself is totally had it. Not really worth doing a rebuild on it. Um, it. Like a lot of the things nowadays, once you open it up, it'll be like a can of worms. And it will probably cost more to get the parts to rebuild that unit um, if it's salvageable because it was knocking quite badly um, than it would be to buy an off-the-shelf uh, recon unit and just transfer all the ancillaries, which is what we've done. So how long does it take to actually fit a new engine into a into a, an Aspas? Uh, on, on this Aspas here, um, it's probably all told something around about 15 hours because of the, um, you know, you, you've got all the front end to take off, all the lights, bumpers, yeah. cross member, everything out the front, mm. drop the engine out, You've then got to split the uh, gearbox from the engine, Mm. unbolt all the ancillaries. So all the ancillaries need to be taken off and transferred over, uh, rebuild the unit on the floor, and um, and then just lift it up into place and reconnect everything. Mm. Um, So probably about 15 hours. uh, it's kind of a two day a two day job for one for one mechanic. Was yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, that one hopefully will be um, sorted out and finished today. Um, so it'd be nice to get that one out of the workshop. Um, is, is that the new engine in at the moment? Yeah. I can't, it is right. It is. You've got to tell. It's like spaghetti. It, it is. There's an awful lot to connect and disconnect, and uh, you know, it, it, it's just pipe work and wires everywhere. Yeah, but. Like, like a lot of things if you're a little bit methodical with the way that you work um, and just lay things out correctly yeah. then it shouldn't really be a problem to put it back together again you know so what's the story with this Beamer then having its engine replaced Beamer BMW was it BMW or was it a yeah it's a BMW it's a Beamer it's isn't five, it yeah. 5 Series BMW is it down here this is the one um, it's got uh, it, it came in with a head gasket problem mm. um, and uh when, when we've looked at it, someone's been there before. Um, the threads have been pulled out of the block. Right. Um, so is this a point where you look at it and you go, "Who did this last time?" Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's quite it's quite well um, known that the the blocks tend to go a little bit brittle. I mean, there it's it's an aluminium block. Hmm. Um, when you put the head bolts down through the head, bolt them up into the block, tighten them up. Um, 
if, if the aluminium block has gone a little bit brittle it'll tend to pull the threads out right. which is what's happened with this very difficult to try and um, do anything with it you can helicoil this one has been helicoiled in the past so it's it's sort of already had a um a stay of execution and um, the only long-term way of sorting this out was to replace it um, the whole engine yeah right yeah well the, the block itself as i say the, the threads have been pulled so mm. um trying to put the head back on and torque it down you can't because you can't get the bolts to grip correctly mm. um we tried re-helicoiling but where where it was helicoiled um by a previous um mechanic technician whatever you like to call mm. um yeah I, it, it hasn't been done correctly so the the threads were not done right consequently the bolts were not as tight as they should have been right which then the head gasket went um so um you know to do it right to do it properly we, we've got to replace that block and the cheapest way because of the age of the car mm. is to just get a replacement engine which is what we've done and that's waiting there to go in as soon as we get time um, so Steve can you put a, a Porsche 911 engine in a Volvo 940 state anything can be done <laughs> seriously you could put you could put whatever you like in, in anything uh, not quite as straightforward on some things um, but anything's doable you know um, just a case of modifying bits and pieces here and there and uh, but yeah you know you could put whatever you want mm realistically in, into anything um you know it's it's sort of you can cut them around you can modify you can mm. do this you can do that um but it's mm, most cases not practical um <laughs> i'll just stick to the original engine then i think in yeah, my car I'd, yeah i would if i was you like you know uh, what else we got then steve two engine replacements he talks about mm, yeah what's happening with the kia was that a engine replacement as well yeah, yeah. Um, that What's one, the story with that one? That one there just had the... Is that up on the... Where are we? Yes. Oh, there. Uh, it is there, it's up it? on the ramp at the, the ramp, yeah. end of the workshop there. Um, it had a timing chain snap. Ah, a classic. Hmm, timing chain snapped. Not a belt, it's a chain. The, the chain itself oh, right, snapped. Okay. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, then you get the same effect as a cam belt brake because mm. the crankshaft still turns the valve gear stops um you then get pistons contacting valves um but this has done serious damage i mean it's put holes in major components like pistons and and uh, it's damaged the bores and everything the engine is a total write-off yeah so so again we've got a replacement coming but that's been a bit of a pig to source that one has it Mm. we we did all the one up there's a new one sat on the floor down there yeah um, we give the supplier all the correct details and the engine turned up and it's the wrong engine it, it doesn't this is what we find with all parts nowadays we can order parts we can give them every detail that we can uh, most suppliers have got reg checkers which is registration number checkers mm. which then should be able to pull up all the chassis numbers engine numbers and everything from the reg number um, which should in theory give you the correct part but okay. it doesn't always work that way. Uh, as is, it re- is it really obvious when the engine arrives? Oh, hang on a minute. You take one look at it and go, oh, that's not the right one. Was it when you try and offer it up, you realise? <laughs> no, it's um, quite often they, they can look pretty identical. It's, it's just uh, some subtle changes. Um, you know, you, you might have 
um, drillings in different places. They might have moved certain pipework. Um, and that particular one um, is like that. It's, it's got... Uh, the engine essentially looks the same, but there is some uh, distinct differences, and it will not fit into that without making major changes. So rather than do that, I mean, yes, we could modify and make it fit, um, but it then means that the car itself is modified. It's not original, and for the next people to work on it, mm. they then have to, um, you know, they've got a different setup to what it should be. Yeah. Um, you, so can you log that anywhere like on the log book, book, or is there any sort of documentation that goes with cars? You, you could, you could put put it in with uh, with the various paperwork. And uh, don't worry, we can still hear you, Steve. Yeah, what's, what's revving there? That, that's Ford Focus, Faudis emissions. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a bit cloudy. Yeah, it's apparently it's using a bit of oil. Um, but when we looked at it, the guys overfilled it with oil anyway. Mm. But I suppose because it's using oil, he keeps topping it up, um, and it's just burning. But all it's going to do is stuff the cat. Mm. You know, the the oil gets yeah. down into the cat, yeah. damages the cat. Mm. Um, so, so you really got to sort out again the underlying problem, which is oil burning, uh, whether it's rings, whether it's um, valves, stem seals, guides, that sort of stuff. Um, one of the technicians is looking into it at the moment. Um, so, other than that, I mean, MOT wise, it just needed a couple of bulbs and the washer sorting out. But the main problem is, of course, we need to sort this smoking out on it. Um, now I wanted to talk to you because we've got um, the, the main road that comes down to Brighton, the A23. There's a sort of windy, downhilly bit um, that's that that has always been a bit of a black spot, and they, they're planning to make it wider, aren't they, Steve? Uh, this is, this actually happened about a couple of months ago because we haven't got together for a, a few months yet. And uh, I just wonder what your opinion of that, Steve, because you've always got a good opinion on roadworks and mm. things like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've always got an opinion on anything like that. Um, and the A23, which is the road you're talking about at uh, Bolney. Uh, no, sorry, not Bolney. It's uh, Handcross, Handcross, Hill. Handcross Hill. It's Handcross Hill. For anyone that's familiar with it, you've got the um, what was the old little chef on the left-hand side with the um, garden centre just after that uh, on the straight stretch at the bottom of Handcross Hill. Uh, that is two-lane. Um, it's a dual carriageway. It's two-lane either way, north and southbound. Um but it's three lanes leading up to it. Um, there's usually lots of accidents as the three lanes go into two. Um, where are these accidents? Are they going up or going down the hill? No, you, you get quite a lot of accidents where the three lanes on the northbound side um, go into two lanes, uh, right by the, um, I think it's the turn off Cookfield. Yeah, it's a tricky bit, that. Yeah, because um, again, you've got a slip road coming to join the uh, 23 there, just round a, a little bit of a bend. It's not a sharp bend, but again, when you've got three lanes going into two and at the same place you've got a slip road joining um there's there's going to be accidents and and that's one of the spots that has always been a problem um likewise uh, if you continue northbound there's a fairly sort of sharpish corner um that does have a speed restriction yeah. a on a couple it. of sharp corners actually aren't there yeah um and that's just on the approach to the main hill mm. um 
uh, once you get to the top of the hill it opens out again to three lanes so you've got essentially a stretch of road there that's probably no more than um, uh, maybe a two miles uh, that really should be made into three lanes and it should be straightened out there's because the bends create problems if you come southbound on the southbound oh, right. side it's, it's like it's like a boy racer regime coming down yeah you come down the hill but but one of the big problems at the bottom of the hill you have a, an exit which has got no slip road so it's a straight turn off um to one of the, the little um, country lanes there and i can't remember where it goes to but likewise you can actually join the 23 there without a slip road now if you've got traffic coming down Handcross hill at 60 mile an hour and 70 you're, usually yeah and you're coming out from a standstill it's going to be a problem um and um and and this is again what's what's happening on that sort of stretch of road there so uh and the road can be straightened um if if you look at the actual uh, road setup there um the central reservation area is is quite wide and it could be um the road could be straightened made into three lanes without encroaching too much on the um like the near side curbs um so so you're not really taking up any more space for the road itself you're just going to straighten it out a little bit you can put the third lane in either way with a minimum of fuss um by using some of the space on the central reservation yeah I'm, i mean of course this is my own opinion i'm no expert uh, you know i'm just one of the uh, unlucky motorists uh, the, the thousands hundreds of thousands that have to use it every year um and it is it is a black spot in sussex um and the problem is all the planners just do not i i can't find anyone that makes decisions nowadays but i thought i thought they decided they were going to straighten it and, and yeah, make it three line yeah right. yeah but how long have they been talking about it how long has this been going on um so and they haven't got a date to start yet then not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, I mean, yes, they've sort they've sort of decided. Yes, it's going to be straightened. Um, but how many years has it taken them to get to this point? Oh well, Steve, better leave it there. I could go on all day. I've, I could. I've, you've actually given me some ideas for the podcast. I think we should walk around Brighton, commenting <laughs> on the roads. Anyway, great to speak to you. So, uh, Steve from First Class Garage, Kemp Town, Brighton, UK. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for listening to Passionate About Cars. Visit the podcast website at passionate-about-cars.com and Steve's excellent garage, First Class Garage, can be found at www.1stclassgarage.co.uk. 